friends, and welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast hosted by two twins, and one of them is me, Kayla, and here with me is my co-host, Collard J. Greens. Uh, that's the full name. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Collard J. Greens, love way at law here. <laughs> uh, on a beautiful Sunday afternoon, ready to talk flicks. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, this week... Just me and Kali, and we have picked uh, the film that just came out, Old Guard, uh-huh. which is on Netflix yeah. currently. Okay, so yeah, this movie directed by Gina Prince by the Wood, which is a interesting well, yo, name. What? Yeah. Oh man. Who she directed also Love and Basketball, and is the first Black woman to direct a big budget comic book film, which is so cool. Huh. I didn't know any of that. I didn't know it was a comic book movie. I didn't know it was directed by a black woman. And now you know. All news to me. <laughs> but yeah, that rocks. Yeah. And then so obviously starring in this movie, uh, the main reason anyone would watch this movie is because uh, Charlize Theron is in the old starring role there. <laughs> Um, that's straight that's why we watched it right yes absolutely okay you (laughs) you're like in all okay you know that the internet is there you can just look at charlie's there when you want it's not the same (laughs) it's not the same uh charlie's theron um is interesting because she is like she is like what uh, Kristen Stewart case do is to like teens through mid twenties uh, queer people. Totally. Uh, Charlize Theron is for the next gen up, like the mid twenties to probably all the way to mid forties uh, queer people. I've gotta love Charlize. Did she? <laughs> did she do as much like openly queer stuff as case do does? Yeah, she's actually done a few. Because she... she did um, Tully, she did Monster, she did Atomic Blonde, um, she's done this movie. You could fucking make a case for Furiosa being a queer character in Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even characters that she's done that aren't explicitly queer, you know, sometimes they're queer-coded, like Mad Max. Yeah. One. But IRL, unfortunately, she is straight. <laughs> Um, which is sad, and I would pretend that I don't know. Um, <laughs> she was gay in college. Um, and <laughs> Wait, what? You can't do that. <laughs> what do you mean? She was just gay for a little bit? You know, older women always say you, you do that stuff they in college. They do. I <laughs> and know, she's and no, I've been waiting. She's no exemption. She also says that she did that <laughs> stuff in college. <laughs> Oh my god. Charlie Saren also has a trans daughter and oh, she yeah. like makes it part of her goals with her platform to bring queerness into her movies. Like she wants it to just be something that's there that doesn't need to be addressed because queer people exist and don't need to yeah. always have our queerness addressed, you know. Yeah. And so she like makes a point to do that with her films as well. Oh, yeah. So I think that that's kind of cool. I've also got here uh, from her Wikipedia page, quote, when promoting Longshot, she revealed that she laughed so hard at Borat that her neck locked for five days. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) 
So she's in the lead role, huh? This this nobody. Yeah, this nobody's in the lead role. Okay. And then we also have Harry Melling, who played Dudley from Harry Potter. Yes. Um, we have Kiki Lane in another starring role. She was from If Beale Street Could Talk. And yeah. we have, gosh, Chiwetel uh, Ejiofor. Uh, please forgive me, Chiwetel. Um, yeah. From Children of Men and Doctor Strange. And that's basically the people we'd recognize from this film, I think, right? Totally. There's other people that I don't recognize. Right, like yeah. Like Math- Matthias Schrodnots. Shro- yeah. That's right. Sorry, buddy. Don't know who we, you are. We listed the names in this flick, so. So what's our critic scores? Uh, cricket scores are looking pretty good on old Roddy, Ta- on Roddy Tammy's. <laughs> Roddy Tommy's. We got an 81. Uh, on Me- uh, Metacricket, we're coming in with 70. Doing the classic Metacricket. And Google user, the wild card is at 95. Hell yeah. Um, so all good. Like, it's a good movie. It's a good flick. Um, yeah. So let's watch the damn trailer and get into it. Hell yeah. Who are you? You can call me Andy. I lead a group of soldiers. Fighters like you. With an extremely rare skill set. What do you mean? Mother? Let's just say we're very hard to kill. You've got questions, kid. You want answers? I have the new one. And? I think she has potential. (laughs) See, you're already healing faster. You're gonna do great. So you good guys or bad guys? Depends on the century. So we really never die. Just because we keep living doesn't mean we stop burning. <laughs> Throughout history, we've protected this world, fighting in the shadows. But it's nearly impossible to disappear in the world we live in today. Shall I be to take one for you? Oh, thank you so much. There you go. Thank you. These are extraordinary individuals. They are extremely resistant to capture. They're going to lock us up and weaponize us. But they've never faced an army like ours. An army of five. Shit, let's start a band. If we can unlock their genetic code, the entire world will be begging us for the key. You shouldn't have done that. We don't have all the answers. But we do have purpose. I strongly recommend that we leave right now. Let's move! Wait for the signal. How the hell can you even tell? Oh. That trailer was a little long. (laughs) 
It was, you thought it was long? Yeah, I don't know. It seems kind of two, a lot of stuff in there. Two and a half minutes. I would say that um, this um, podcast up will probably uh-huh. spoil some shit. However, I don't think that that will detract from people who haven't seen the movie. I think it would still be fun no. to watch. No, this movie is, um, it's a comic book movie. It like, is. And I don't mean that to be demeaning or pigeonholing, but the best parts of this movie are the um, really fucking well choreographed and well shot action scenes. Oh, hell yeah. At least for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the plot is good, but it's nothing. Like, yeah, I, I you, you nailed it. Like... We're going to talk about the plot, and it is a lot of, like, I mean, everything is a spoiler that we talk about pretty much. <laughs> True, but, but I mean, um, like, some mo- like, this does have, like, a sort of, like, twist or whatever, but I think, yeah. I don't think that knowing the twist will spoil the movie, in my opinion. I think it's, it's, it's still all. just as enjoyable to watch. Um, Without a doubt. Yeah, it's, I, it's yeah. <laughs> never mind. I was going to call it a, jo- it is kind of like John Wick, I guess. Just in the sense uh, that there's like really sick action and most of the actors do their own stunts. Yeah. Definitely. Hell yeah. And I think I didn't know most of the actors did their own stunts. Yeah, and I think That's like baller. Charlize has been like on that track. Like when she did Atomic Blonde, um, it was kind of the same thing and a lot of people compared that movie even to John Wick and have called yeah. have called for like we need Atomic Blonde, John Wick, same universe, you know? <laughs> Which would be baller. Oh, it would be so sick. Yeah. But yeah, so Charlize is already like kind of known for that in the same way that Keanu is. This movie's Hell no yeah. exception. No, she yeah, uh, she recently fucking talked about like while tr- while doing press for this movie, she was asked if she had any interest in becoming a professional wrestler <laughs> because of all the combat training <laughs> she's done, and she's said, she said that she is not opposed. She's uh, not saying no to it. Wow. So I don't see it. I mean, it seems also the way that she talks about like how this movie, like doing movies like this, like affects your body and how much training you have to do and all that kind of stuff. Like, it seems like she also was like, I'll do this every couple of years or so. I'm not just going to boom, boom, boom them because it's too hard on your body. So how old is she? She's like mid 40s. 44. Yeah. Yeah. So which, you know, is not old. Age ain't nothing but a number, baby. And I see, I saw so many, like, articles or people just saying, like, wow, can you believe she's 44 and can still move? It's like, okay, 44 is not old, okay? Y'all need to calm down. It's not fucking old. No. No. Keanu's, like, 60-something, isn't he? (laughs) Totally. And, like, this is just a product of, like, most Americans don't take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And as they age, their bodies just deteriorate at a accelerated rate and people Um, think women are old at a younger age than men that too yeah it's it's classic american of mixing of two uh prejudices yeah ageism and sexism yeah and f that in my opinion oh yeah totally (laughs) like totally fuck that charlie's theron can do anything she wants yeah baby and she's a smoking hot fox as well Uh, it's it's funny when I think back, like, I absolutely remember going to see Aeon Flux. Like, <laughs> what year did that movie come out? I was a teen. Uh, 2005. 2000, 
Yeah. So I was a fully like ninth or tenth grade, being like, uh, I don't know why. I just have. I'm really interested in seeing Charlize Theron in like pleather suit, uh, <laughs> like superhero skin tight suit for a whole movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't really care about uh, anything else happening in this, but I'm a, a, a completely straight person. <laughs> Good God. I remember when that movie came out because I uh, thought I, even though I was allowed to see PG-13 movies at the time and I was under 13, um, the baby. I didn't think I'd be allowed to see it. I am a little baby. I didn't think I'd be allowed to see it because I thought my mom would be like, that's a pornography you're going to go see. I mean, it basically was. <laughs> but so is this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, without a doubt. This is just, it's just two porns. It's yeah. like... Ooh, she's Charlize Theron's got another look, and you're like, damn, yeah, that's a fucking rocking tank top. Uh, I've never been like, so horny Char- for a plain tank top and jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so GD horny for an axe, baby. Oh yeah, she's a battle axe bisexual. <laughs> oh, that's good. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, Okay. So I guess starting from the very tippy toppy, uh, this is we've lightly mentioned based on a graphic novel um, that mm-hmm. is a four part graphic novel, and the same person who wrote that graphic novel, uh, Greg Rucka, also wrote a mm-hmm. bunch of like comics that you would know, some Wonder Woman's, some Batman, Superman's, all kinds of people that you would know, and he also wrote the screenplay for this movie. So I think that's kind of cool that the same person who wrote yeah. the comic wrote the movie. All right, so I don't know. Should we just like start going through the just, movie now? Let's just dive in. Okay. T to B. First note: She's a smoking hot babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, sorry. Did not did not take notes for this movie. I have um, so much so. notes. I don't know why. I watched this movie twice, actually. <laughs> well, I watched it right before. Uh, b- a little behind the scenes magic. Some here, folks. We were originally going to record this on Days Monday. Ago. It is now Sunday. We didn't record on Monday. We just talked for two hours. <laughs> um, Sometimes when you're best pals, you just get caught up chatting. You just talk. And then we're like, okay, well, now it's like 10 p.m. Do we start recording an episode? <laughs> uh, and so we're coming back now. And are things fuzzy in my head? Sure. But I'm not going to... Uh, I'm, or is my podcasting bone fuzzy? Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um, okay, so one of the... I guess we kind of figure out that they are a group... It's based around a group of immortal people. Yeah. Uh, you can see that in the trailer. I mean, that's not really like surprising or anything. But I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. One of the first things she does is like passes by a group of tourists uh, that are taking a pic, and she ends up in the background of it. And then uh, she sneak deletes the pic and takes a pic for them so that she's not in the. There's no. There's no uh, record. Her smooth existing. Very smooth. Real smooth. <laughs> the first thing that happens really is that uh, all these immortal people this group uh, there are four of them mm-hmm. um meet up because they're getting a new job uh from this guy copley and yeah 
Charlize is like pretty fishy about the whole thing because I guess it's like in the same place they've already like done a mission in this one place before. But this guy Booker is like, no, I vetted the guy. Like he's cool. Everything's it'll be fine. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've been on a year long break. And Charlize is feeling pretty like disillusioned about like how much they can really like help people. And stuff like that. She wants to use her, I don't want to say powers, ability, whatever. Her thing where she comes back to life (laughs) to to help people. Yeah. And uh, she's just not sure, like, how much she's helping people. And uh, so this guy is like, okay, there's, like, this place where a bunch of kidnapped children are being held hostage, essentially. And we need you guys to go there and save them. But they freaking get there. And it's a setup, and this is, like, the first thing you see in the trailer. Yeah. (laughs) So they walk into this building, and then the lights pop on, and then a bunch of uh, army guys or something. Soldiers? Yeah, just soldiers. come out and just, like, machine gun shoot the fuck out of these four people. A million bullets. (laughs) Yeah. And they're... I you gotta laugh here because their bodies like flail around so <laughs> insanely. <laughs> it's like it's such a funny visual of them just like being hit with so many bullets, like hundreds of bullets each, you know. And How <laughs> you think they have like a choreographer for that who's like you got to throw your arm this way, but then swing your leg this I way. I don't know. I'm, I'll, I don't know what they did here. I'm kind of also like, did they just make like dolls of them all so they can like make a million strings to just like <laughs> wiggle around? Because they wiggle around so yeah. insanely. What, what, I'm just, I'm over here in my, uh, my freaking podcasting room just shaking my body trying to be like, how would I move if shot? And it's like one of those scenes too, it's like where they are getting hit with so many bullets, but somehow keep standing for like 10 seconds before they fall well, down. That's <laughs> elementary physics. The bullet <laughs> speed keeps you up. Oh Yeah. I don't know, but it's so insane, and uh, yeah. it's hilarious. It rules. I love a good too many bullets. Hell yeah. And so then these people are all, like, dead, and uh, uh-huh. their bodies start pushing out the bullets, and they start coming back to life. But one interesting thing is that Charlize's body pushes out the bullets. However, she has several ear piercings throughout the movie that never get pushed out and healed up i just think that's <laughs> i didn't think I about think that. that's interesting yeah <laughs> i guess for the remainder of the podcast i'll probably just call it the wolverine power um does wolverine come I, back to life well there's that classic i don't know how many times you've seen uh x2 x-men united the best mm. x-men i saw movie. it when it was in theaters 15 oh, years ago <laughs> watch it again it rocks at least the opening nightcrawler scene in the white house okay uh but Wolverine gets shot in the head point blank, and he has regeneration powers, so he falls down, but then the bullet pops out in a second, and he's back up and um, clawing people going bub. So, yeah. Hell yeah. They've got the Wolverine power. They can get shot a hundred times and live. I also thought of it as like being a little similar to like Westworld, where, you know, these people 
also have kind of an immortality thing going on in Westworld. And uh-huh. um, they're like a, also a different type of people who are kind of fighting for their humanity and to be recognized uh, and yeah. their life to be valued. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I just happened to be watching Westworld around this time. I'm not going to watch Westworld, Kayla. Stop trying to talk to me about Westworld. It's good. It's really good. Um, so anyway, these guys pop out all the bullets. They stand back up and they freaking murder all these army guys who were like, "Oh, I guess we need to reload our guns." Like, did they were they like not told that? No, oh, but, 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 but none of us prepared. Yeah, no, it's like what were they told their I'm mission not- was? Show up in this dark room and when people walk into it, turn on the lights and shoot the fuck out of them and get out of there. And that is that. <laughs> like yeah these absolute dopes like just get straight up murdered very easily and handily they probably like 15 soldiers Mm -hmm. none of them are able to get another bullet no off i think (laughs) which is insane they all definitely have sidearms they all definitely have a little handgun i know it's Uh, absolutely crazy uh it's (laughs) hilarious and uh that's where we see which is where we meet Charlize Theron's battle axe, too. And then where it's confirmed that she's a battle axe bisexual. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. that kicks ass. Okay. Uh, is a battle axe bisexual something <laughs> I don't know about? Uh, Resident straight friend here. <laughs> there, There's, like, a pretty popular uh, queer artist who a long time ago made all of the, like, different identities a weapon to go with them that makes it like there's like nunchucks non-binary there's battle axe bisexual oh i am yeah i don't remember what the other ones are off top of my head those are the two i can think of because i'm bisexual (laughs) non-binary but uh (laughs) but uh yeah so there's one for like all of them but that the artwork has circulated for like years and they sell like pins and stuff on etsy oh yeah i'm all i had to do was google (laughs) battle axe bisexual did it come right up (laughs) Tons of stuff, yes. This is a pretty cool pin on Etsy for 12 bucks. Yeah, uh, that's, the, that's, that's the one. That's the person. Yeah, TBH, I'd buy that if I were buying. The LGBT armory. But anyway, so also <laughs> when they're getting up, one, one of the people spits a bullet out, and I'm like, do their teeth regenerate too? I don't know. That's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, no, because teeth aren't living tissue. Right. But, like, when they show Charlize, like, uh, later on we get a flashback to, like, well, I don't know, yeah. centuries ago, a thousand years ago, sometime. Um, yeah. And <laughs> one thing that took me out of her being in that scene was that her whole body was dirty and dusty and, like, all, you know, crusty, rusty, gross. Totally. But she had these perfect, gleaming, white, chiclet teeth, you know? Do they all just Jesus. have really good dentures? <laughs> I guess. It's interesting. Um, okay, so that's when they realize they've been set up and there's a camera in the room and somebody's <gasps> been watching. <gasps> then we flash over to Afghanistan where, um, what's her head, Nile gets her throat slit and then she also dies and comes Whoops. back to life. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, they, they they botch like a hostage or a, a they botch a mission. Yeah, basically. She walks in the room, kills the guy, basically. <laughs> yeah. Three shots to the chest, and then was like, 
oh, whoops, they wanted him alive. So now I, after I've shot him three times in the chest, have to revive him. Yep. And, uh, and he sneaks a little knife and slits her throat. The, that's the freaking U.S. military for you. <laughs> um, well, why yeah. won't they just shoot him in the legs instead? <laughs> that's my Joe Biden impression. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, smash cut to me literally yelling that at my TV when it happened, though, in the movie. Just showing how much of an old, shitty white guy I am, uh, in this scene, I definitely was like, oh, they should have shot him in the leg, that way he'd live. Um, because I am a ta- military tactics specialist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, Yeah. I mean, so, why yeah. don't they though? But I don't know. <laughs> they shouldn't shoot anybody. We're just we're just digging up rabbit holes left and right. Oh that we yeah. Can go down. Uh, sorry, dig dug up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the first like lore tip we got on this on these peoples is that they come yeah. back to life. Second lore tip we get right around here is that all of the immortals share dreams. Uh, similar to the show Sensate, if you've ever seen that show. Have you ever seen it? I have not. What's it about? Yeah, I have not seen it. It is. It has the guy who plays Saeed from Lost, created by the same people, uh, by the Wachowski okay. twins. Um, anyway, it's like about a group of eight people who like share dreams and can kind of like share their consciousness and dip into mm. each other's consciousness. They're like connected in some weird way i didn't oh, i didn't yeah. uh watch it all because i didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> but there's some good stuff going on there and a lot of people do like it so maybe it's cool i don't know but just all that to say that that is similar to what's happening in this movie <laughs> so because they've shared a dream now the four know that this girl exists and they gotta mm-hmm. go rescue her and we learn that it's been over 200 years since there was a new one of them then we meet dudley he gets a little uh insert here um i, I gotta say he's looking strange good <laughs> oh what you said strange <laughs> oh <laughs> y'all have seen harry potter y'all remember dudley yeah he was a freaking brat mm-hmm. chubby and he's just looking like a normal, Snack? skinny psychopath. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he totally, he looks so different from, uh, you know, what we've previously known him to look like, obviously. But yeah. he just looks wild. I mean, this man looks, looks like his head is made from prosthetics. Like, there's, how is his head, like, real? I... <laughs> He, he, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're right on. Because you just, you look at him, you're like, this is on, it's like looking at Mike, Mark Zuckerberg. You, yeah. you look at him, you're like, you're just unsettling. It's just like, not, like, how are you real is really yeah. what. It's like the, what is it called? The uncanny valley where uh, an animation. He looks like his head is claymation. Like, he, th- yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't look. <laughs> it's like when we watched. Uh, Gemini Man, and there were too many CGI scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CGI neck. It doesn't even look like CGI though. It looks like claymation. But then it's his, <laughs> it's his real self. It's not. <laughs> oh 
boy. We're bullying now. We're, we're, we are bullying. We're bullying and we apologize what? for bullying, but also you can't disagree that this man looks like he's made out of claymation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry Melling. Yeah. You are invited on the podcast. Yeah. Well, That's totally. All. I bet he'd be a cool friend. Uh, he plays a great villain in this flick. Um, very like... What do I want to say? Stereotypical, like, cut-and-dry villain. Like, he is big pharma. Yeah. He is just evil incarnate. Like, there's no really redeeming quality. Super easy. <clears throat> yeah. Like, and, and, and that's, like, also a characteristic that I... I like, this movie is a straight-up comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's very clearly good versus evil. There's yeah. very little... Even though in the trailer they literally say, like, are you good guys or bad guys? Oh, it depends on what century. Right. No, you're always good guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's very clearly a bad guy, but Harry Milling, his character is Merrick, uh, puts himself out there as if, like, he's some kind of scientific genius who's, like, gonna have the cure for cancer and dementia mm-hmm. and whatever. And so Copley thinks, like, yeah. I know that there are some immortal people out there and I can bring them to you so you can do scientific experiments on them and use them for good, for science. I mean, <laughs> it adds up enough. When you start saying it out loud, you're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not as bad as Deep Blue Sea where they say they're going to take shark brains to cure dementia. Um, <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> but it is in that it's like takes a lot it, yada 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 that it's like we get the people yada 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 cure for dementia yeah. you know <laughs> they just skip all of the important steps yeah. in it which i guess don't matter like it's a movie you can just tell us you're going to and and on some level i can rationalize out in my head that like yeah you can they do wild things with stem cells mm-hmm. so copley's like i need i need all the guys uh, you gotta bring them all to me. Uh, so, yeah. that's our why? side plot here. That's our villain plot. Why not just? Why not just one? Well, I think because it turns out, like later on, we go more into that. That like uh, he doesn't want his competitors, oh, competitors. to yeah, be I able to have that. access to these people. So that's right. We'll talk about that when that comes up because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some more yeah. stuff I want to say on that, but. So then we zoom back to Charlize has gotten Niall, uh, basically kidnapped mm. her, put her on a drug plane, and uh, is taking her to meet up with the others. And this, I have mixed feelings about this scene because uh, on the okay. one hand, uh, it's basically pornography, <laughs> but on the other hand, like it's so annoying that Niall is like so pissed off. And I just want to be like, why can't you just like listen to her or talk to her Agreed. and like yeah. be normal instead of just like keep on trying to like sabotage Charlize or like fight her or whatever. It's totally it just becomes like kind of annoying, but also it's a really good fight scene and it is hot. So I don't okay. know where you go there. <laughs> uh. I did not, yeah, it is a hot scene, but yes, it is, like, it's a fucking trope. Like, this is in every superhero movie kind of thing, where look, the old wise sage picks up the young, restless, and 
um, headstrong trainee and they have a montage and then they go defeat the big evil like and she's like so pissed as- off like i don't understand where she's why she's like so pissed like doesn't make it sense was a weird me. it was a weird choice i agree yeah so eventually they get back to base which is an abandoned property in france uh, which is like a sick house, though. Like, I'd live pretty there. pretty badass. <laughs> um, and we kind of start to learn the dynamics of the group, like, where they come where they come from, like, why, well, not exactly why they're like this, but sort of, um, that Andy, who's Charlize, is the boss. She's the oldest. And then there's a gay couple who have been together for, like, a thousand years. And then there's the other guy, Booker. And they're kind of showing her the ropes, sort of, of like telling her what's up. Um, and yeah. we learn that this, like, the next piece of lore that they can actually die eventually. Like, at some point, their immortality juice runs out and they die, and we don't know why. And the new girl, Nile, has that dream and tells everybody about her dream, and then they tell her what it means which is andy's girlfriend man it that was like brutal yeah absolutely brutal and i guess this is a difference between the um movie and the comics they changed how she died and i don't i don't know how it was in the comics but i just know it's the thing that they they changed um is that they were being punished for (laughs) over and over for a long time being punished for being witches and whatever and um they separated them took her girlfriend locked her in an iron casket an iron coffin an iron maiden hell yeah Mm -hmm. uh they locked her in an iron maiden and threw her into the ocean so she just like at the bottom of the ocean drowning to death over and over again coming back to life drowning to death coming back to life drowning to death uh for all this time hundreds of years like oh my god that is brutal i i think that's probably objectively the worst existence you could have Mm -hmm. that's i don't there's nothing like profound to say about it it's just like it's the sisyphusian you there's no escape from it you just wake up drown wake Wake up up, drown 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 go to bed drown <laughs> what was that die drown <laughs> yeah like what a hell oh my god it's just absolutely horrific like yeah that was such a detail um and yeah. uh, you know they looked for her and never found her i mean there's so much ocean like where would you even start you That's, know oh my god yeah i i don't i have zero clue how you search the ocean I have zero clue how you search a river. True. <laughs> a river seems much easier, search. but still, yeah. Yeah, the co- uh, authorities are like, we swept the river. I'm like, how? <laughs> I mean, crazy. I know that, like, at least as far as being on, like, a river, like, and I assume they have this similar technology for the ocean, like, there are, like, little, you know, sonar things that oh, you can buy sure, that, sure. like, show you where fish are or other stuff like that. There's probably some for, like, metal, for, like, how they find shipwrecks and stuff. Um, yeah, so I don't know if they, like, went out on a boat with, like, some of those sensors or... Okay, like you know what? Huh? I take it back. I think they are idiots. <laughs> I think Charlie's Theron is an idiot. 
she should have absolutely found Quinn. Why? Here's what I'm saying. Andy, Charlie Saren, knows where she was, right, when they took Quinn away and drowned her. Mm-hmm. Right? So she knows she's roughly, let's say it was England. And they get on this ship and they take Quinn out. Well, you got nothing but time. Mm-hmm. Once sonar is invented, all you have to do is check. Like, that shrinks it so much. You don't have to check the Mediterranean Sea. You don't have to check the Mississippi River. You just have to check the ocean and stuff around the UK. But who knows, like, how long they were out on the boat, too, before they dropped her. And then with, like, tides and stuff like that, like, she might be, like, getting shifted around on the seafloor. And who knows, like, I mean, there's so much of the ocean is still to this day unexplored. That's that's such a defeatist attitude. I know. So, (laughs) no, absolutely. Absolutely. They weren't going to find Quinn. Yeah. Uh, if you drop anything in the ocean, it's gone forever. Yeah, as we all know. <laughs> yep. Oh, the ocean is so scary. Every time I go in the ocean, oh, yeah. I think about how many like dead bodies are probably in there somewhere that I'm just yeah. like swimming in now. <laughs> that's like a that's like a holy thing, though. You're like with your ancestors. I guess. I don't know. Their, that's scary. Uh, <laughs> in their body, pee pee, and doo doo water. <laughs> Um, yeah, the ocean's fucking gross. Yeah, gross and Except scary. Fish. fish rock. Um, fish are also scary. To swim with? I'll, I'll have fish in a tank any day. <laughs> I, yeah, no, they're terrifying to swim There's with. There's some scary shit in the ocean. <laughs> Absolutely. Lindsay won't watch fucking, like, underwater, like, planet Earth water. Yeah, I don't love me. it either. <laughs> yeah. There's don't too much scary what- stuff. Yeah, but you don't have to, like, fuck with it. It's, like, on your TV. Who knows where it could be? Don't, like... What do you mean, who knows? It's at the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) Some stuff ends up around shores sometimes. They're, like, man of wars (laughs) and stuff like that. They can just fucking bite you and kill you. Ah! Too scary. Too... There's... Animals show up everywhere all the time. Yeah, it doesn't make them any less scary. (laughs) 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 Oof! Okay. Nasty. So then uh, Andy and Niall are outside. Uh, Niall wants to leave, basically. And mm-hmm. that's when their house like kind of gets raided by more of the same like dipshit army guys. Yeah. <laughs> and they go inside and everyone's been kidnapped besides the one guy. Well, I say everyone. The other two guys have been kidnapped. <laughs> And yeah. then the one guy Booker is still there, but like his whole intestines are like blown out of his tummy. That's like the next part of the lore that we learn is like bigger injuries take longer to heal, so it takes him a while. Mm-hmm. Like his stomach is slowly like sucking itself back in. <laughs> That's like insane. <laughs> um so the two guys are gone, but Andy is still around to like go murder another like hundred army guys <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> oh man, can you believe they just like keep sending in all these like army guys to die? Yes. Uh, this here's my hot take of the weekend, I guess. You have to be a dope to obey orders no matter what. Mm-hmm. We're set you are the fifth line of defense and we're sending you in, okay? It's like, no, I'm going to die if I go in that room. Yeah. <sighs> They're dummies. Plain and simple. Yeah. 
I mean, do these guys like have family or like <laughs> they're just sending I mean, like dozens and dozens of guys in to just be murdered? <laughs> it's like so insane. And then the people know. in charge, which is like Copley and Merrick or whatever, are unaffected. They do not care that all these guys are dying. The only thing that affects them about it is that, well, Merrick's not even on scene. Copley's on scene. Yeah. And he's like, um, now I'm scared that I'm going to die. So we should leave. Uh- and he's, there's no okay. consideration for, wow, I just watched 70 men that I know and yeah. sent into this room be brutally murdered. His reaction is like, ah, damn it. I know. <laughs> it's so it's insane. Like the same reaction as if you drop a quarter down a drain. You're like, ah, darn it. Yeah. He's like, ah, a hundred human lives lost. What a downer oh, um, i guess we better get out of here guys <laughs> especially with uh, a little little teeny spoiler uh for copley's sort of face turn later he has no empathy for these lives no for soldier lives at all no and you know what neither do we <laughs> yeah no fuck it you signed up for it dummy if you're if you're signing up to go against charlie's uh, you're putting your life in your own hands there. <laughs> and I love this line that goes here too, like that where Booker says, like that woman has forgotten more ways to kill that entire armies will ever learn. Wow, yeah, that's so badass. <laughs> that's really badass. Uh, and it, uh, she's probably killed a lot of people then, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Even in I even also- since the movie started, she's killed like seventy five people. So. <laughs> Who knows? You She's know, been alive for 6,000 years. Like, who knows? My big question out of all of this was, why are all of these immortal people like, okay, we're gonna, we have to live forever, so we're going to become warriors? It's like, I don't know. Why not eat every food, huh? <laughs> why not go everywhere? Why not do anything <laughs> else? I mean, I guess it's noble, quote unquote. To utilize their skill, their power. Yeah, I guess in such they're just trying to find like some reason to be alive. You know, killing cannot be the only reason. <laughs> well, I mean, in this particular moment, it's they're killing for survival, like because they don't yes. want to be captured. But in the yes. in the past, they've killed presumably, and I think for their intent was to like protect some other people. Or, like, help some cause or something like that. They've tried to be on the good side of things. So killing's not their reason to be alive. (laughs) It also seems like they don't do this, like, all the time. Because, what did I say? It had been, like, a hundred... You're right. It had been, like, a hundred years since they were together last. Yeah, since they were active or something. Yeah, so it's not like they're doing this every day. So they had a hundred years vacation. I mean that's great, and uh, and they still they still get to travel a lot with their missions. Like they were just in Sudan, they now they're in France, now they're going somewhere else. I don't remember in- yeah, England. This movie France. Well, they're in France, and I think they take them to Merrick's office. I England. think is in England. Oh, it yeah. is in England. Yeah, this movie does participate in the trope that I think every movie does. That for some reason it bothers me because it just makes me feel poor. <laughs> um, is they just. <laughs> go anywhere anytime uh yeah and somehow just like get on any plane <laughs> for for i don't know free the the thing about people um in movies who have been alive for a long time they are always rich 
And how yep. how is that true? Because how do I become rich? Please well, you teach have to me. live forever. <laughs> I have lived a long time and I am not even close to rich and I can't get there. How do you become rich, please? Uh, uh, tweet us. <laughs> yeah, tweet if you got any money tips. <laughs> They're always just like undeniably rich and like have no concern for like how to None. make money or anything that costs money they just have money and they'll spend it and they're like like the first thing that happens in this movie is that Charlize gives Booker uh like a first edition of some book and was like oh it was so expensive you know it wasn't cheap and stuff like that okay the first thing you're doing in this movie is bragging about how you have money how i mean look I, here's the 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 inevitable conclusion you're going to run into with anything relating to immortality is because you have infinite time you have infinite possibilities so you you could definitely easily posit that like if you live long enough you are going to figure out how to be and stay rich and like if i god forbid i had to be immortal i would rather die literally (laughs) yeah um (laughs) same i i don't know fucking rob a bank in the 1910s when there's no security and then you just yeah invest it in shit jesus i don't know like rob dead people go to college when it was free in the (laughs) yeah (laughs) in the year 10 Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, uh, side note: I'm glad we both agree and understand that immortality sucks. Oh yeah, there's no freaking way that would be. Oh my god, the last thing I would ever wish for. <laughs> it's always the stupidest motive when any <laughs> bad guy is like, "I'm going to live forever," and it's like, "Why?" That is dude? the worst thing. Why would you ever want that? <laughs> Everyone who's sane understands that, like. 75 max yeah i think most people would say well at this day and age 50 percent of people would say i don't want to die right now but i want to yeah, die yeah, sometime yeah, yeah. and the other 50 percent of people are like please kill me <laughs> immediately yeah and no people are saying i want to live forever besides like maybe trump <laughs> yeah like that's what i'm saying it's a total psychopath only thing villains to, to live forever <laughs> Yeah, only bad boys. Only a villain would want to live forever. <laughs> um, all right, so now that we've got, we've absolutely popped <laughs> off on immortality. <laughs> um, we're like uh, twenty minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're moving slow on this one. Slow, but fun. So yeah. now that the crew is all split up, then we're like bouncing around constantly from this point forward, pretty much. So we yep. bounce into the two guys. I unfortunately never wrote their names down in my notes, but the the gay couple, the gay, the gay guys, yeah, in the paddy wagon. They are like teasing these guys for being gay. Where <laughs> right? he's like, yep. "What is he? Your boyfriend?" Huge laughs, you know. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> I love that. And then he gives this great, yeah, the speech, cheesy ass monologue. Yeah, and the speech was actually the writer, the writer who I've said wrote both the screenplay and the comics like it was uh-huh. in his contract that if we're going to do this movie this part has to be in the movie <laughs> and there's no negotiating on that that he wanted uh, this speech to be in this movie it's great it is great it's beautiful and it's so yeah. like yeah it's just so loving like big he, profession of his love for his partner totally he just is like no he's not my boyfriend he's like 
my my to the greatest extent uh, goes out and says like he's my other half yeah really just i i was kind of uh taken aback by how i thought you were gonna say you were taking notes for your wedding (laughs) no i did uh i did the old i looked at Lindsay and i said that's how i feel about you and that like that about covers it (laughs) and now you're legally Um, married (laughs) yeah uh i i love having someone else say the words for me so (laughs) <laughs> no, I was just like again, like I felt I understood it was a comic book movie, but then to have something very well written and very sweet and just mm-hmm. heartfelt, I was like, I love that. And especially like being a queer relationship, totally. Like, you just don't get that. I mean, you don't really and, even get yeah. queer characters in comic book movies hardly ever. Yeah, let alone like a non stereotypical presentation of gay guys but like to not non-stereotypical non-hypersexualized just honest yeah so that yeah they don't fall into any of the terrible stereotypes and mm-hmm. yeah that's great and Charlize too like her character is also queer and she was you know yeah. in love with that woman and as far as the movie shows like never loved anyone else and still thinks about yeah. that woman like so so beautiful aside from uh, her hair which is I would I I'll go ahead and call it stereotypically queer yeah <laughs> <laughs> that that hair is a a dog whistle <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is true and we do have a similar haircut <laughs> so uh tested and proven theory <laughs> yeah yeah so great scene in the paddy wagon here and then they totally. uh after he gives his beautiful like love speech they murder everyone in the paddy wagon <laughs> baller <laughs> oh we love to see a bunch of homophobes get murdered does rule <laughs> and then so we flash back over to andy nile and booker get to andy's mm-hmm. ancient cave full of stuff um <laughs> love an ancient cave oh yeah and i was like me when i invite people to my animal crossing island <laughs> um, she just has like all these old sculptures from like famous yeah. people and whatever there um which is maybe how she's rich she just knew all these people who became famous later and now she can sell yeah. their shit i don't know you just sell like one picasso a century or something yeah sure okay yeah that tracks <laughs> yeah um, so Andy, we see here, is not healing. She has like a mm. cut on her shoulder. It's not healing. So she goes to CVS, finds a hot goth girl, and um, <laughs> <laughs> they have a moment uh, sewing her up or whatever. Why did I write this down? CVS police story. Oh, <laughs> I remember what this is referenced to. Uh, just like there was like a related story in my town last week <laughs> to CVS. <laughs> Where yeah. so CVS notoriously prints out like way too long receipts, yeah. and uh, somebody in my town took their receipt and started strangling the cashier at CVS because they were so pissed that their receipt was so long. <laughs> <laughs> and their receipt, when the cops got there, <laughs> measured it. Their receipt was nine feet long. <laughs> <laughs> insane (laughs) they wrote in the article like what all was on it and it was just like all this 
bogus stuff. It's like there's coupons, there's two different yeah. surveys, there's like a notice about oh Corona. There's like it just goes on and on. That was like so insane. But also, what is the damn deal with CVS? What's the deal they, with CVS receipts? To, <laughs> they're trying to give you savings, you dope. <laughs> Oh Just man, that. that's, that's so incredible. Because I was sitting here wondering, like the ones I get, and I'm being generous. Like they're three feet long. Yeah, that's a long receipt. Even if you buy like one feet. thing, it's like so yeah. crazy. <laughs> and I was like, that three foot receipt can't <laughs> adequately strangle someone, but a nine, nine foot receipt, you wrap that sucker around a couple times, yeah, you'll strangle someone. <laughs> Isn't that just so wild? That's insane. Oh my god. So Charlie's here is at CVS and like doesn't even know what to get. She's just like dumping yeah. things and it's like guys grocery games, like dumping things in the cart. <laughs> We're all familiar. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> sure we are. Dumping things in the cart. Uh, and then has the hot goth girl sewer up and we love that for them. Then we bump over to Merrick again. Oh, so this is when, like, the two guys have arrived at Merrick's office or whatever. And this was yeah. so insane because he's, like, first he's given, like, a speech, his little villain speech of, like, hmm, finally, you're here, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to help cure cancer. And then he's also just, like, I want money. And uh, he fucking just walks up and, like, stabs the one guy like 12 times to get like proof that he's immortal or whatever (laughs) was like absolutely insane my man one cut Mm -hmm. like that's all you fucking need honestly and that's like okay this man is like obviously psychotic because all you need is one cut and he just goes like just like stabs the fuck out of this guy like holy shit how uh you've been holding that one in huh buddy (laughs) like (laughs) yeah Holy shit. So Copley's like, so you're just going to like run some tests and then like let them go, right? And he's like, no, I need the other guys, first of all. And secondly, Mm -hmm. I don't want my competitors to get these guys because then what if they get technology before I do and then they make the money and I don't make the money. And so he plans to run tests and lock them up in a fucking closet for eternity, it seems like. Capitalism, baby. Yeah. Which, like, also, yeah. I mean, shouldn't that be, like, some kind of illegal or... I mean, because they're people. Like, what the fuck? And then he's, like, tells him, like, oh, what is the CIA, like, never disappeared somebody or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, roast him. Holy shit. Holy shit. So, Booker, Andy, and Niall make a plan to go rescue the guys. Yeah. But Niall decides to split because she thinks they're all bad dudes. After she saw Charlize, like, kill all those men... She's like, okay, mm-hmm. these are baddies, and I'm a goodie. Yeah, not totally unjustified. Yeah, but then she's like leaving and realizes that her gun is empty, and somehow that means that I don't know how exactly this connects that Booker is going to betray Andy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's in her mind instantly. She's like, oh, Andy, I have to save her. So <laughs> she goes back to help Andy, and so this is where we get the big twist that. Booker is the one who vetted Copley, but actually he tricked everyone and he's the one who like sold them all out to Copley. So when him and Andy storm into Copley's office, he shoots Andy, not knowing that she's not healing. And uh, then he's like, oh, I've made a huge mistake. And so this is like the point that we realize the only immortal people that are like left alive and 
not pieces of shit are queer people and they're the only people that deserve immortality (laughs) because the one straight guy is the one who sold them all out (laughs) yeah yeah we really uh straights again did not have a great showing uh, (laughs) so then the two of them are now also captured yeah so copley's starting to have regrets for you know his hand in turning all these people in because he was mm-hmm. like trying to do something good, allegedly. My man's in the CIA. He has a warped view of what doing <laughs> is. Yeah, for real. You got to think around here too. Like, why does Merrick have a whole like militia at his disposal? Like, he's just like a CEO. I would say, and again, like the, the only way Merrick made sense to me was by basically comparing him to Zuckerberg. I'd say... You think Zuckerberg if, has, like, an armed, like, train? Yes. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yes. I think... I Yeah, I think 100% Zuckerberg has at least five armed guards. This man I has, think, like, hundreds, and they're, like, dying by the dozens. I Yeah, but that's the thing. Is Zuck isn't going after, like, something yet. When he gets going on something, I would say expect more i wonder i want to know how many zuck has yeah we're gonna revisit this pot this episode in like three years um when dictator zuckerberg (laughs) has taken the white house by force oh my gosh and you're going to be eating your words (laughs) (laughs) so niall finally shows up and copley's like uh who are you and instead of just saying like i'm one of the guys she's (laughs) just shoots herself in the foot and screams. Yeah, I was just. <laughs> what are you doing? Again, a cut. Or you could just say, you know, those other guys who are immortal. Yeah, I'm like that too. And so <laughs> she shoots herself in the foot. Like, I, absolutely I, insane I move. <laughs> I could not fucking believe it. Absolutely unhinged. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, and. Then we get, like, Copley's, like, backstory about his sick wife. Uh, I found this to be unnecessary. I I did, too. TBH, I zoned out. Yeah, and the way it's presented, too, is, like, he starts, this is his first line about it. She couldn't breathe, my wife. And it's like, okay, that's your reasoning for this? Your wife couldn't breathe and died? I don't know. That justifies capturing five people and, like, selling them their bodies and their lives to science against their will? It did not make... It didn't add up. No. Did not track for me. No. Again, my man is in the CIA, so he has a warped view of what good is. <laughs> That's the only... It, if you look at it with that lens, it makes a little more sense, but even then, it's a stretch. Yeah. Also, when uh, Niall is in the office... She sees his um, CIA yarn board uh, connecting <laughs> <laughs> connecting all the dots of, like, pictures of Andy and the guys. Yeah. For century. Ooh, do you think Andy gets her period still? <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine having your Imagine. period every month for 6,000 years. Kill me right now. Um, Ugh. <laughs> That would suck. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. She must. No, she, she must. must because yeah. If her teeth survived, let... then for sure her reproductive 
organs have survived. Yeah. We're led to believe, they don't explain it, but like, you know, they hit an age and they're immortal, right? It's not like they're born immortal. Are they born immortal? No. They it's like they aging. turn immortal at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So you hit like, I mean, Charlie's Theron could easily pull off like, they're all 30 years old, 35 years old. Yeah. If you said that, I'd believe you. Yeah. Well, they talk about how Niall is younger. They're like, oh, she's just a baby and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they're all roughly then, none that of them age, are, yeah. She's not menopausal. No, definitely not, unless she has, like, a condition. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. yeah, and you'd never even be able to get, like, a hysterectomy or anything because your fucking uterus would just regrow. Oh, my God. Okay, nightmare. Immortality is is so cursed. It's so cursed, like, yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. Jesus. Oh, God. I'm horrified by their reality. So, oh. Niall and Copley are going to go on a rescue mission now. Yeah. Well, mainly Niall just goes, like, uh, kicking ass through the hospital. Mm-hmm. And when she finally reaches the rest of the guys, and she's talking to Andy, and it's like oh, I realized you actually do good stuff and not bad stuff. It's so funny right here because she's like half dead. She's like looks all sad. She's like basically given up. And then Niall comes and talks to her and then <laughs> hands her this gun. And then as soon as these guys walk through the door, she just pops up and bang, bang, bang. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's gun power. She's back to life right there. <laughs> it's it's gun power, baby. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in here too, Merrick had gotten a hold of the axe. So yeah. this is where we learn that Merrick is battle axe by Curious, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. You see him like take it out of the case and like examining it. Like he really is battle yeah. axe by Curious. And so yeah, then all the guys are kind of like fighting <laughs> the endless supply of like militia men that are in this hospital i don't know it's so yeah it's so goofy um andy refuses to wear body armor and she's basically like jesus take the wheel uh when it's my time to go i'm gonna go uh which is we're seeing now many people who refuse to wear masks (laughs) yeah uh we love that the old wear it or bear it yeah (laughs) yeah i mean basically they whip ass through the hospital Till they finally get to Merrick and they do the callback to the earlier in the movie when she had yelled at the man in Russian who was driving the plane to uh, mm-hmm. duck and play dead. And they do that again and it throws him off guard and then they chop him in the neck with the battle axe. Badass. And, uh, and Niall runs out the window with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of unnecessary. Like it didn't need to... Uh go that far but i think she was just trying to protect andy in case like that one chop didn't kill him and he could have come after andy or something yeah yeah yeah. he could have even slammed andy out the window but the whole time when they're like fighting people through the hospital first of all there's a lot of really sick action in this part but secondly Uh, like all the walls everywhere are glass and i was just waiting for somebody to fly through the glass i'm like somebody's gonna fly through the glass and it happens twice i think glass flyers (laughs) so (laughs) like hell yeah got everything i wanted out of these scenes (laughs) and then kind of like once (laughs) once hundreds of people are dead including merrick (laughs) all the uh immortal guys make a deal that uh copley is going to help get them jobs and gonna hide their tracks in the future 
well, until he dies, I guess, because he's not immortal. It seems like it should be one of their own jobs, but whatever. Yeah, they'll they'll figure that out in 40 years. Yeah. (laughs) They're on cameras, like, everywhere, so that's going to be his life's mission now, to just, like, go through, hack everybody's camera footage and constantly delete it. Neato. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) It's It's a weird conclusion it posits. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. You fit. You think after living for so do- god, do- gosh darn long, you you wouldn't need an a, a mortal, a mortal person to help you. I think it's just like, okay, so we all know like how our own grandparents can barely work cell phones. Okay, this chick okay. is six thousand years old. Like, <laughs> she don't know what the fuck a computer is. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would have. That would have made it so much better <laughs> if they were all just baffled by new technology constantly. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah, how does she? They were just <laughs> how does she even figure out, out how to take a picture? Light switches, <laughs> just the most basic stuff. Uh, They're like, ah, how is this box creating heat for this room? <laughs> I mean, it takes like so much work. Even for younger people to like keep up with all the new technology. So yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> it probably would make you smarter in a lot of ways and dumber in a lot of ways. So yeah. So yeah, this guy's gonna delete all their pics offline. I guess <laughs> <laughs> they decide Booker's punishment is that nobody's gonna talk to him for a hundred years. <laughs> Which like his whole thing was that he was lonely. I mean, that was like the yeah. whole thing boiled down for him was like, oh, you guys don't understand. I'm lonely. Therefore, I want to be tortured until I die. Like, <laughs> what? You can't talk to us anymore for a hundred years. Yeah. Goofy shit. But super goofy. then we get a flash cut to six months later. Booker is drunk and uh, cool. goes home and Charlize's girlfriend, Quinn, is in his <gasps> house. And uh, baby, we got a sequel cooking. And second part is actually already greenlit, so there will be a second. Oh, is it already? Yeah. At least that's what I read. I mean, who knows? The internet. Read that it's already greenlit, and I think it has to be. I mean, this movie, in my opinion, was really good. The action was really fun. I thought the story was fun. Like, the queerness, obviously, we love. It deserves a sequel, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I'd watch the sequel to this. Yeah. The graphic novel is four parts, so theoretically... We could have at least four parts. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, shit, I'm reading here that uh, July 7th, this came out July 10th. Uh, on July 17th, next re- Netflix reported the film is on pace to be viewed by 72 million households over its first four weeks. Hell yeah. Uh, among the top 10 most successful original launches in the platform's history. So this is a, we could do a whole freaking just solo episode uh, or a little bit someday talking about how the movie industry is going to change oh yeah um and this could start this i think will start to be more common that movies like this are going to get massive and i'm sure they were things like uh fucking what was the will smith bright the orc orc Mm, cop movie yeah i'm sure that had millions of views and everything but yeah wasn't there like an the adam sandler jennifer anderson movie they got allegedly like a bunch of views too yeah so there's definitely the precedent is already there for mass release films. I think like the tough um, part is that it's hard to make money on it that way. Oh, without a doubt. Maybe yeah. because like 
Netflix isn't getting like new subscribe. I mean, everybody has Netflix. <laughs> They're not getting a lot of new yeah. subscribers um, for anything. And then if you're not doing theatrical release, then you don't get ticket sales. Totally. It's, yeah, probably tough. And it'd probably be tougher to measure like how many people are actually watching, like because oh, without a doubt, it's yeah. per screen. It's not per person. So interesting. Yeah, interesting things. And yeah, and just because everybody's stuck at home now too a lot more people are gonna be watching stuff on tv but yeah yeah. there's definitely gonna be some changes to the old movie industry even like some Mm -hmm. things i've heard that are coming out for theatrical release still i have heard that mainly they're gonna be doing both like they're gonna do theatrical and um online at the same time what do you call that vod i mean like and i'm kind of looking forward to that I mean, ultimately not. I miss the movie theaters. Oh yeah, so much. Yeah, I do too. I, I'd give anything to have um, a fresh bowl of popcorn. Oh, my fucking my AMC cameo deal. Yeah, small popcorn and a small soda for five bucks. Lay it on me. I love to go to a theater. TBT. Oh. Yeah. We'll never be Stubbs members again. <laughs> oh, I know. I would. AMC. I am begging you. I will pay you. $21 if you open up tomorrow, just for me. They are open. No one was... They're open, aren't they? Not in my state. Oh, really? They're open out no. here, but even still, like, that's too scary, too risky. I... See, I'm not afraid to go because the movie... I was already... The movie theater in Bloomington was already so underpopulated. Mm-hmm. But it only takes one person... Sure, underattended. Only takes one person who's sick. It does. It does. And the air just goes all the way through the building, so it's all in Look, this you don't un- circulating air system. I'm, if you'll excuse me, I'm trying to justify my risky behavior. <laughs> people, look, I saw so many movies with just like three other people in the giant ass movie theater. I think it could be safe. Sure, you can use the abstinence argument that the only safe way to protect yourself from COVID is to stay at home. Mm -hmm. And is that what I should be doing all the time? Absolutely. But would I risk it all just for a chance to see Trolls World Tour at my local AMC? You bet your bottom dollar. And you know, nobody's going to be wearing a mask in there because they're all going to be eating their food, just breathing everywhere, sharing the air with you. Uh, it's going to be great. All right. When I go to the movies, I'm just going to <laughs> scream at everyone until they leave, until I have the whole movie theater to myself. Oh, yeah. But we do miss the old movies. One of these days. Yeah. I heard they're on the third stage of testing a vaccine. Third and final stage. So. Let's, fingers crossed. Yeah. Anyway. Ahead, yeah. <laughs> what do you give this movie? I would say, I thought this movie was really fun. Uh-huh. It's great action, great cast. I loved a lot of stuff that happened in here. I love a lot of the unique portrayals of not only superhero people, but kind of a unique story and uh, unique portrayals of queer characters, which we mentioned. I don't, I'm going to say four stars because I just thought this was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it gets it gets a 3.5 out of me. Yeah. It ticks all the boxes of being like a, uh, like you said, like it's a solid, well done movie. You can't really argue that. Mm-hmm. Aside from the action, there wasn't a ton of like uniqueness for me that would bump it up to a four or a five. Uh, but I, it's still great, and I still would recommend watching it. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Great flick. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So now that that's done, now it's time for screen vomit. So, Colin, what else have you been watching? We watched John Wick, and I had... It was probably the most enjoyable viewing I've ever had of John Wick. I had, like, a... John Wick 1. I had, like, a spiritual experience with it. Oh, yeah? And really felt like I saw it for the whole masterpiece that it is. Hell yeah. Because it... it, John Wick 1 is a triumph. It is out... When it... Everything about it. When it came out what it revolutionized it's it's incredible two legally blonde oh hell yeah it's pretty good <laughs> i love legally blonde yeah legally blonde is really great <laughs> i low-key stan reese yeah uh, Lindsay is very pro reese yeah and so that's kind of rubbed off on me especially with uh i didn't like little fires everywhere but i have to give her credit for her performance in it yeah um, uh, that and Pretty Little Lies, Liars, <laughs> Big Little Lies, Pretty Little Liars. Um, yeah, Reese Rocks. Yeah, Sweet Home Alabama was one of my faves too. I loved that. Never movie. saw it. Good flick. I've seen it probably twenty times or more. I only watch uh, boy movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, boy movie only pod. <laughs> Even though you just admitted to watching Legally Blonde. <laughs> shush, shush, shush. It's a boy movie, actually. <laughs> okay, what have I been watching? Uh, I just finished, actually, um, Dead to Me Season 2 today. Uh, I actually Hell watched yeah. the whole season since uh, 10 p.m. last night until 1 p.m. <laughs> this afternoon. Finished the whole season, so... <laughs> Baller. Hell yeah, baby. And um, have you ever seen that show, Dead to Me? No. Wait, well, is that the... Has Christina Applegate and, um, who's the chick from Freaks and Geeks? What's her name? It's something like Donna Meatball. <laughs> what? Geeks. Uh, it's an Italian name. <laughs> Linda Cardellini. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Donna Meatball. <laughs> oh my god, that's incredible. I'm not far off. <laughs> It also has the guy from Westworld in it. I don't remember Seth what Rogen? his name is. I've already closed it out now. Seth Rogen is not in Westworld. <laughs> I'm thinking of Freaks and Geeks. Oh, my God. Anyway, season two, I put off watching it for a while because it's been out for a while. Because I thought it would be too heavy. But they brought in a lot more of the comedy aspect to it. And I would nice. say that it ended absolutely perfectly. And I can't wait for season three now, actually. So Hell yeah. And it was not... I mean, there was a little bit of heavy stuff, but it was overall not that heavy. And that was pleasant mm-hmm. for me because I cannot take anything else heavy right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess that's mainly what I've been watching. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Do we have anything else to talk about? I, I got nothing. Just make sure you're taking care of yourselves out there and being nice to yourself and doing stuff you like and... Trying your best not to go crazy. That's all I got. Oh, yeah. Um, So we actually, we have a little bit of plug for this week um, because Mm -hmm. we made a Twitch account. Um, So we're Screen Ramit on Twitch now. And um, eventually, sometime soon, we're going to do something with that. (laughs) So 
yeah, we'll probably do like a live thing sometime. So give us a little follow on Twitch and uh, so you'll get notified when we're going to yeah. do that. And I'm sure we'll talk about it more as the as the days go by. And you can also follow us on all the other things, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Letterboxd, all the things at Screen Vomit, one word. Um, subscribe on your app. Leave us a little rating uh, if you're nice. And... Um, tweet at us or send us an email with your thoughts on this movie or other movies our email is screenvomitpod at gmail.com tweet us your fave movies from the last 10 years because that's what we're that's what our thing is and um, we'll do anything or we'll consider anything (laughs) just about um, (laughs) we'll do anything (laughs) next week we're gonna watch horse girl so check that movie out i believe it's on netflix right now and uh come back for that up And uh, that's all for us, babies. Okay? Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Goodbye.